Welcome to Pleasure Isn't Just Sex, where we explore the world of turn-on, delight, joy and orgasm, expanded out from the normal lens of feeling or thinking about pleasure only when we think about sex. I'm your host, Naomi Harris, and I'm a naturopath and somatic sexuality coach with a passion for pleasure in all of its forms. Join us every episode as we take a dive into pleasure, what it means, what it tells us about ourselves, and of course, how we can have more of it. I am so excited to introduce you to our guests. This one, this one is a little bit out of the box when it comes to pleasure and turn on. It might not be the first thing that you think about when you start thinking about pleasure and when you start thinking about feeling delight and deliciousness in your body. But I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes. Leslie Joyner describes herself as a recovered perfectionist who supports shutdown women to find out the truth about their body's capacity for pleasure and arousal. Tonight, we're talking about a love of Leslie's and I think also an area where she has genius, and that is weaving, knitting, and other textiles. So hello, Les. Hello. Welcome to Pleasure Isn't Just Sex. And tell me, why are we talking about weaving, knitting, and textiles and pleasure in the same conversation? Well, I think when women gather together Mm. uh, to make something with their hands, it could be textiles, it could be other things, but we're focusing on the textiles Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Um, Something magical happens. And um, yeah, I just have found that in my journey of discovering pleasure in my body that uh, the weaving I've always been an enthusiast of textiles but the weaving Mm -hmm. um, was very transformative for me um, on my journey of really landing um, in just a new way to be with 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 the textiles okay so maybe before we go any further with that I think I'm curious about what, how do you define pleasure? Like, how do you, what's your understanding of, we'll use the word pleasure, but you can use any of the other Mm. words that you might wish to use. Nice. Well, before this podcast started, I was just, I picked up my knitting just to reflect on how it felt, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I got into the space of using my hands and kind of a meditative repetitive action like knitting weaving and you know right away I notice that the parasympathetic kicks in with more saliva in my mouth Mm -hmm. I feel more relaxed Mm -hmm. and um, just sending just signals all through my body to just enjoy um, yeah enjoy the time that I'm spending with myself Mm -hmm. in the creative process so that feels good in my body and do you feel like it is something that has just naturally unfolded in you or do you feel like it's something that all of us access whether we're aware of it or not when we start creating or making or in some way expressing through through our hands or through whatever medium we choose or is it do you feel like it's something that you've actually consciously cultivated that it's an act you're sitting down for an act of delight in the moment Right. It hasn't, 
it's textiles are something I always, always enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So, but my awareness of how much pleasure it brought to me was um, brought to my consciousness after delving into the, some of the, the pleasure practices Mm -hmm. that I've learned. Mm -hmm. So now I'm able to make the connection of, of that relaxation. And, and that is similar to what happens in some of the pleasure practices like breast massage or um, just some of the, some of the things that I do are very similar to what happens when I'm making. And I don't think it matters whether it's textiles or something you love to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you say similar, it's, it's that the effect in the body is similar, no matter what it is that you're like whatever medium or technology you're using, mm-hmm. there's something that happens in the body when doing these things that feels like a similar experience. Yeah, there's a relaxation. Mm-hmm. And for sexual energy to flow, and I actually assimilate, like I, I consider creative energy very similar to, or, you know, sexual energy is creation energy. Yeah. So I, I like to, to, imagine that you know you're you're entering into that creation state which Mm -hmm. which ends up being um it could be juicy I mean (laughs) lots of different ways it could be juicy okay so I I do want to ask about (laughs) orgasm and hand work and if the two have ever come together in blissful moments for you has that been an experience that you've had I would say that no, no. but mm-hmm. I would say the amount of of joy mm-hmm. that gets generated from creating and the satisfaction brings me to an arousal state that that could possibly be explored further. Yeah. So one thing, um, because Leslie and I have and do study together, so I am aware of the conscious sexuality practices that you bring, the women that you work with. And one thing that we do talk about is like a relaxed arousal or an expanded arousal. So it's the idea that we can have desire and turn on and pleasure in our bodies without needing to actually go for the peak experience of an orgasm Mm -hmm. or of an explosive experience, but we can actually just be marinating in that turn on for its own sake which is sort of what I'm, I'm Yeah, and I actually feel like I'm learning something in this conversation because although I link the two together, I have been teaching kind of separate streams where I bring women together mm-hmm. and the act of bringing women together, you know, generates the feel-good hormones and, and good conversation always emerges from those conversations and that's actually what leads to the interest in pursuing the sexual practices beautiful so it's you know it's one and then the other um yeah I think that's a really cool notion that you know I feel my body go into that relaxed state so why not use some of those breathing practices Mm -hmm. that I've learned and really just acknowledge that the pleasure is there and just to use that breath to spread it through your body beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. and then also 
Okay, so I also, um, I crochet, knit very badly, crochet adequately to make yeah. rugs and baskets. And I I noticed that the times when I do a lot of handwork of that sort are times when my mental health needs some sort of support because mm-hmm. there is something that happens to the nervous system, I think, when we're using our hands to make things. But I've actually... I. Even in the moment, like it was last year, I was in Australia and Melbourne during the lockdown and I crocheted a lot, a lot. Everybody got baskets, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> um, whether they liked it or not. And it never really occurred to me to um, to actually take a pause and notice any turn on or pleasure that I was getting from it. But I think the calming down of my nervous system because of having that, I, for whatever reason, using my hands was bringing, mm-hmm. open that up for me more in my just day-to-day life because not having extreme anxiety, of course, makes us so much more accessible to feeling good in the body as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree for me, it's a way to process. I don't, um, I don't often do handwork like I don't always choose to listen to something or to watch something while I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And when I choose, you know, relaxation sounds or just silence, I I know that I'm able to process things and, and just move through different emotions. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So for someone, okay. So imagine we've got a listener who, all right, whether you can do any kind of textile work, at the very least you can pick up a pencil and draw badly or paint badly, but mm-hmm. it's perfect because it's where you're at. Um, can Because is there, okay, what I'm asking is for somebody who's coming to this as a complete beginner, what's an access point to enhance the practice of using the hands and the creativity to make something mm-hmm. Like what could you offer to somebody who's never even considered this as an access point to more pleasure in the body? What would you suggest they add to picking up a pencil and doing some doodles on a paper to make it more of a pleasure-based practice? Hmm. Well, I'm not a doodler. Can I speak to weaving? Yeah, please. Yeah. So my um, exploration of weaving was one of the first things that um, really shifted um, me in terms of the perfectionism, uh-huh. because I learned how to do textiles in a very precise pattern oriented way. And so I actually feel weaving is one of the most accessible, yep. um, mediums of, of textiles. Really? Even though it looks quite daunting from the outside, you need a frame, you need all the yeah, things. There are really easy frames mm-hmm. and there's, um, yeah, you can get started without warping. Warping is the tricky part. But once, you know, I like to support people by, by just getting them sorted with the warp so they can just start with the, the back and forth weaving. Bit. Okay, yep. So similar to doodling, like if you have lots of supplies, you can, you know, with weaving, you just pick up a yarn, appreciate it. You know, you choose a color that appeals you know, without too much planning or thinking, you know, you just start. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's different things, easy little things that you can add. And we're talking free weaving here. We're talking to, you know, it's really not complicated. Some weaving is very, very mathematical and complicated, but this, 
this is called simple weave and mm-hmm. it's it is truly yeah. just very playful yeah so just start so what i'm hearing you say is just just start and start start by starting with something that lights you up a little bit mm-hmm. so it's it's of a color or a texture that you that you kind of like to begin with yeah. and then seeing where that takes you right and similar to doodling you know you don't really have an end point with this type of weaving beautiful so yeah. i mean they're very comparable yeah because you know you you just you begin and part of this process is to not attach to an end result so you're just having an exploration you don't you haven't said this is going to be this mm-hmm. and it's just an unfolding and you're in the moment you know when you run out of one color you switch to another color mm-hmm. and it's just very playful beautiful then i have fun with someone when i do this with them because i can take their project and say hey you know take it home enjoy it and then you know, then maybe we can turn it into something else because mm-hmm. I have the sewing skills and I can help people transform what they've made into something new. Beautiful. So similar to a doodle, you know, if you like the way it's turned out, mm-hmm. you know, you could do lots of things with it. You could like, you know, laminate it. You could put it, you know, on the, you know, somewhere beautiful that reminds you mm-hmm. of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the science behind it, but there must be something that lights up in the brain when we view something that we've created, because I know personally, like there's such a sense of, and I, I like there, of course there's pride, but it feels bigger than pride. It's like this, I actually made with my hands, even if it is just a pen and a paper and half an hour to spare. Yeah, I agree. But there's something that happens to our bodies and our nervous systems when we view something we've created. Yes. And I think that's really missing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, fear around, you know, around trying something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, doodling's accessible, but, you know, going and, and uh, yeah, trying something that's different or just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or with yarn textiles, especially because the, the automatic reaction for so many is. Oh, I can't do that. It's too hard. It's too complicated. It's too yeah. technical. And yeah. I have been doing a lot of quilts with people who don't have any quilting skills. And mm-hmm. I teach them how to do a straight seam. And it's, you know, similar to the weaving. It's kind of a weaving of fabrics and very traditional patterns. Beautiful. And people catch on right away. And, yeah. you know, maybe they've never used a sewing machine before, but, you know, it's really easy to teach. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a real sense of, accomplishment of being part of a project yeah beautiful Mm -hmm. so you mentioned right at the beginning something about community as well because we've talked about relaxed arousal and nervous system regulation from using the hands and just from the act of making itself Mm -hmm. but you also mentioned something about community and the act of creating within community and with people around you is that something that you've ever explored in your own mind to around pleasure and around sensory arousal and around turn on and delight in your body in my body in a community you know i read a book by christian northrop northrop mm-hmm. sorry i forgot the name mispronounced 
Um, she wrote a book about menopause. And in that book, she talked a lot about nitric oxide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, um, you know, basically by doing some of these pleasurable activities, orgasm, producing a lot of nitric acid oxide, but also go, when we gather in groups of mm-hmm. supportive women, there's just uh, something that happens in our bodies that produces this. And it's just, it's something that doesn't last very long in our bodies, but it's so necessary to create some of the hormones that we need to so that's why we want elevated levels of nitric oxide because it supports yes. our whole body health yes. and hormone production, exactly. which of course is directly linked to pleasure and feeling juicy and alive exactly. in the genitals especially, but of course the whole body as well. Yeah. Um, can you share briefly about your community project i'm thinking about the one outside of your home oh sure but also like from a lens of like what it brought you and what you witnessed it bringing to the people who got involved nice so about five or six years ago i i uh my son's class had a project to go out to the woods Mm -hmm. and gather pole like wood kind of trunks of trees if you will and because they were going to use them on the playground but they didn't make them to the playground they made them they ended up in my backyard so (laughs) what just your sons or the whole class um pretty much the whole class a lot of a lot of sticks (laughs) so I I let the kids play with them for a while but I never really wanted to cut them up for wood Mm -hmm. because the intention of these pieces of wood was for play Mm -hmm. and for community to play with so it got the idea got stuck in my head to use them for some sort of community project yeah I live along um, a green space so my backyard faces a pathway that people walk by yeah regularly so I decided to put the poles up and I put a, a warp that's the you know the rope that you weave in um and i i have so much material so i cut it up into strips because i thought that would be the easiest thing for people mm-hmm. to weave into it and i set them out on my like in the loops of the chain link fence um and i invited with a sign i called it the belonging project mm-hmm. we all belong um and um yeah i just waited to see what happened i i for me personally I would go out every day with an intention of my own um, and I would weave and I found it really helped me cr- like keep on track uh, for myself to, you know, there's a, there's kind of a model I, I, I um, have learned from, mm-hmm. you know, I know you've learned it too, where you have something that, you know, you're going for that your heart really wants And, you know, you have your current reality and between those two, you know, your vision and the current reality is a type of tension. So when I would go out to the warp, I would feel that tension and I would weave in it, the weaving kind of symbolizing an action step and a reminder of what I am dedicated to. 
so that's number one um, for what that gave me. And I did find that when I fell away from weaving, there was also a fall away from that feeling of that tension. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and a lot of families throughout the winter made it a destination. Wow. So especially families with younger girls. Mm-hmm. And they would thank me when I was out there. Yeah. Um, so it was really rewarding to yeah. know that that these young children were really, you know, first of all, going for a walk with their family. Beautiful. They yeah. had a destination. Yeah. They look forward to doing something with their hands. Yeah. Um, several said, yes, I want to learn how to sew and you know be more active so it was it was wonderful to feel like it was an inspiration for yes for lots of people and supporting people to be part of something bigger than themselves because this was also during lockdown in Canada wasn't it so so like to feel restrictions or like restrictions to feel like more expanded than the small reality that a lot of us were living in Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful and what's happening to the weaving now so the weaving now is, uh, well, I said at this point, I was going to turn those strips of fabric into quilts. Mm-hmm. So I've taken a pause because I'm away from my project for the moment. Uh, but I haven't finished the whole fence line yet. So I, I have, okay. I, I kind of want to finish the fence line. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, so it'll just, it'll just emerge as it emerges and the other thing the third thing it really did uh, I did post about it in Instagram so I did get even people who didn't participate in it uh, really enjoyed hearing about it and hearing stories about it and fantastic and we'll put um your Instagram in the show notes so people can go and have a look at the photos of the fence as well awesome if they're curious yeah yeah so if somebody came to you and Again, this is a hypothetical. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to set up an interesting hypothetical. Yeah. If somebody came to you and knew how to do, say, basic weaving, mm-hmm. but they understood that their life wasn't balanced and that they wanted to feel more pleasure in their bodies or they wanted to in some way utilise because they'd heard about you and they wanted mm-hmm. to utilise that time that they were using with their hands to actually make it mean more for their bodies and their lives. How would you start to work with somebody? What would you say? Well, I I feel like the 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 type of project that you take on matters mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. So if you take on a project that's really you know keeps you in your head, then you know it's harder to access the relaxation. Yeah, I know for myself. So, you know, I find a repetitive project um, like the weaving Mm -hmm. or a simple, I always have a hat project on the go. Yeah. Because it's just knitting around and around in a circle. I usually have an easy stitch so that, you know, that you can just relax into it. So, the type of project I think matters. Beautiful. Okay. So, choosing something that's simple and accessible enough to feel like you're creating something without it becoming a mental process. Yeah. And then, do you have any pointers for a complete novice 
who like intentionally wants to feel more arousal in their bodies while they're doing this simple project that is still using the hands. I would just say focus on notice your breathing first off Mm -hmm. and then just play with the breathing. Just breathe into your pelvic floor. Yeah. Deep breath once in a while. Um, And, you know, and then just continue on with the project, but just notice. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for the breathing to come in because Leslie and I have had many conversations about the power of breath, but also the pleasure that comes Mm -hmm. from breathing well in the body. And so combining breath and handwork Mm. is a really powerful entry in. So if anybody is curious and just wants to give it a try, notice conscious breath together with an easy easy project. And I I think like that could be brought into cooking too. Say you're chopping up a whole bunch of vegetables or Mm -hmm. doing a repetitive project like that, where you're just in the, in the groove, just take the moment and and notice your feet on the ground mm-hmm. or your sit bones on a chair and yeah. just like, just enjoy your, your breath. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. If there's anything burning that else that you want to say, otherwise I'm going to close with the closing question. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you. And so the question to close, um, and this can be as short or as long as you want it to be. And the question is, can you complete for me, pleasure is. Well, the answer that comes to me right away, maybe it's just because we were just talking about the breath, mm-hmm. but is that um, combining my senses deeply with the breath and feeling really in my body and um, just lit up from the inside out is pleasure. Mm -hmm. it's beautiful thank you so much leslie if you're interested in finding out more about our guest and their unique take on pleasure take a look at the show notes for ways to check them out i hope that our conversation sparks some ideas for you about how your own definition of pleasure delight turn on and joy in your body can be expanded because i know the more expanded your definitions can be the more opportunity you're going to find for delight in every moment of every day. In whatever podcast platform of your choice, please be sure to leave us a rating and review. It really does make a huge difference. And tell a friend about us or let us know what would you like the next pleasure exploration to be about. If you're interested in learning more about what I offer, you can find me in a few places. I've linked them in the show notes or come on over to my website, thepleasurenaturopath.com and download my free, pain-free and turned on meditation. See you next time. And until then, enjoy your pleasure wherever you find it.